more hungry today than we were yesterday, last year. Praise God. Hunger is the prerequisite. I've often wondered why some people go in and they won't quit, and some walk away after a while. It's a desire for more of Him. And if you want more of Him, He'll find you. Even when you don't know enough to get there on your own, He'll find you. If you want more, cry out. Hallelujah. 1996 was wife and two kids and working a business and coming over to Immokalee to run a little Bible study. But I was real confused about a lot of things and the church I was in had I stayed there just stayed there probably would not be in the ministry today because it didn't have enough to get me where I was going I remember going to a place I was so desperate I wanted to die and I cried out and said God I know you are doing something I don't the people that are instructing me God bless them they don't know how to get me there but you're doing something please show me somebody in the earth that can take me there show give me a mentor and it wasn't strange things happen sometimes you don't connect them till later but a, a lady in this church began to feed Candy and I some tapes it was tapes then by a man named Dave Roberson in March of 1997 can you imagine this March will be 25 years I met a man <laughs> like the woman of Samaria I met a man that told me <laughs> she got the whole city to turn out well I met a man that told me how to get to where I could fulfill this hunger Deliberately, This is the path that we love so much about this path. Nobody can cheat you on this. Nobody else's, nobody, no other person's walk can cheat you. They can't take it from you. It's so deliberate. It's so exact. You can have as much of God as you want. Pastor Dave showed me and then he showed us. Hallelujah. When you get hungry, it's not hard. Praise God. So the rest was history. In the next few months, we gave away a home, a business, and moved here. Started this church. With you, all of you that are still with us. Hallelujah. Hi, Jacoby. How are you doing? The last time I said, it's been a, a while. How's your dad? Is he home yet? Okay. Praise God. He's walking. Isn't that great? You want to tell us? Come here for a second. That's okay. The last time I seen you was about, oh man, it's been over a month. And it was on, you came up for prayer for your dad. And then the next day, you called me and said that they had called you and said your dad's heart had stopped. Now if I get, tell, correct me, so it stopped and then we prayed right then. He was on the operating table and he was just going to have a... Uh, he didn't have a bad heart as you know he just never had a problem I'll give this to you and you can you can say something in just a minute but I'll you're responding but okay. you can face that way so okay. <laughs> uh, but anyway 
didn't have a bad heart. Yeah, never had a bad heart. Nothing and then wrong. He nothing. just flatlined on the. Yeah. Um, as you guys know, before I left, I came up here um, asking for prayer for my father, you know, because he was scheduled to have neck surgery on December 2nd. And I wasn't there at the time, but I was preparing to leave that day so I can get there, you know, the night, to, just to help him recover. Um, but while I was still here, I received a call from my grandmother, um, and she was telling me that my father's heart stopped. Um, initially, they were, try they were really trying to figure out if it was something with his heart. We found out it wasn't, um, but his heart actually failed after they um, administered anesthesia. But once I got the news, immediately I was like, Lord, like my, my dad, okay. And I, and I had Scarlet on the side of me. And um, the first thing I heard the Lord tell me, he said, call Pastor Bronk. That's the first thing I heard, call Pastor Bronk. Um, and the only thing I did, I, I went even further. I was like, you know what? Let me call Miss Candy, because Miss Candy can always get Pastor Bronk's attention if something's going on. So I immediately, I picked up the phone and called Miss Candy and she got hold of Pastor Brunken. Um, we just immediately started, you know, just declaring life over my father and, um, you know, healing that he would get up. And that's exactly what he did. Um, and ever since then, it's just been better and better and better. Um, but in short, I'm trying not to. They th that's take okay. Some. But tell, they thought for a while that he was going to have possible brain damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, guys, once I got there and I found out more information, even now, more that's being uncovered, my father was actually dead for like 40 minutes. Yes, so that's crazy, right? 40 minutes. It's still a little, little shaky to me, but even now I think about just what the Lord did. You know, and there's absolutely no way that it was anything else but God coming through for my father because yes. he was he was gone wow. for 40 minutes. That's amazing. And, um, you know, we got there. You know, you got to listen to the doctors. They say, hey, you know, um, he may not come back. You know, um, he may be in a vegetative state. If he comes back at 80%, we'll be happy if he comes back. And, you know, obviously, guys, you know, you go to the doctor, you go to the hospital, and, you know, they have to tell you their, you know, that's their expertise. They have to tell you what it is that they see, right? So, you know, and one of the doctors, he said, uh, he said, man, we've only seen about 5% of people come back from this. And, you know, I'm just listening, just taking it in, whatever, but not really taking it for me because that, that's not my, you know, that I just wasn't convinced because I was like, my dad has to come back. So <laughs> I went over to my father while he was, you know, swollen and, you know, eyes closed. They had him in an induced medical coma because they didn't, you know, they were trying to bring him back slowly um, just to avoid as much damage as possible. And um, <laughs> I, I looked at him and I said, well, look like it's time for you to be in that 5%. Time for you to get up. And um, technically, I mean, we've just been speaking the word. And Pastor, there was something um, <laughs> I was telling Carl. I couldn't wait to tell you, but you didn't know. You didn't know this. So the first night that I had gotten there, well, the day that I got in there, which was the day after the surgery, um, I felt the Lord like really pushing me to just stay and pray with my father. And at the time, he was still in the in a coma. And uh, about like four or something in that morning, four, almost five that morning, my father, he came to me in a dream and he said, he said, hello. He was in, a, in the hospital bed. He leaned over the hospital bed and he was like, hello, hello. And, I, and I, I looked, I was like, daddy? And I got up and I ran to him and I kissed him on his cheeks and his forehead. And, and he looked at me and he said, say the word. That's what my father told me in a dream, say the word. And I went to sleep and I was like, okay, Lord, say the word. And I spoke to you later on that day and I called you just to give you an update. You know, um, you know, we had already been praying already, you know, just confessing the word and stuff like that. And um, I spoke to pastor that morning and I told him what was going on. And I didn't tell him anything about the dream that I had. I didn't, none of that. And 
pastor told me, he said, well, he said, listen, the Lord has already heard the prayers. He's already answered. Now it's time for you to speak the word. And, and I just, I just laughed about it because I was like, you had no idea. And um, from that moment on, that was just even more confirmation for me having to stand in the gap. Carl was there too, keeping Scarlet and stuff, and you know, even him coming back and forth in. But that that just solidifies so much for me. Yes. And um, from that moment, just speaking the word, speaking the word, speaking the word. My dad, he just he began to respond responding to the nurses to the doctors it was just like something lifted off of the ICU yes, he was like the the light that came in <laughs> to Praise ICU because they were just saying man this is a miracle there's no way um, and uh, you, yeah it was just nobody but God and you know um, I'm just so grateful because even his family you know spiritually like they're not there and everything you said about standing in the gap not getting into the drama not letting anything come in it was spot on like completely spot on praise god completely completely um but and and i know pastor um i know obviously we give god the credit but i want to thank you guys i want to thank everybody for you know just joining in with us in prayer and just speaking the word once again and um just joining in because there's an authority that yes. we all walk in there's an authority right. that you walk in which i know is why the lord told me to call you in the first place so um i mean pastor we just falling in line behind you praise god i appreciate yeah. it good job So, when you're in a war, you have to be very uh, clear-headed and hold your ground. So one of the things I instructed them, because there was some concern about, was everything administered right, and this, that, and the other, I said, look, don't get caught up in that. Don't get caught up in trying to figure out if somebody did something wrong or this, that, and the other. Stand your ground in the Spirit. Fight in the Spirit. Stand in a place of spiritual authority. That's where it's at. Boy, we saw a miracle, didn't we? Thank you. Thanks, Jacoby, for sharing that. that Excellent, excellent. You know, that's the second. We've had a prophecy recently about this year, and I count even though that was the begin the end of last year, but it's so relevant to this year. We've had a prophecy that notable miracles will earmark this coming year. And it wasn't just that word earmark, but that's what was saying it will accompany. So that's the second notable miracle that I can say. I don't know sometimes what we think revival looks like. I think sometimes we bypass some real miraculous things by looking for something spectacular. But I don't know anything much more spectacular than somebody being estimated to be dead for 40 minutes and then coming back. I, call that raising the dead <laughs> I don't know that's kind of sounds like raising the dead close enough but then that lady that Amber testified about Sunday well, you know that's the kid's mother she's just a young lady lived a sordid life into witchcraft all kinds of things hit a semi-truck that was parked. That's how intoxicated she was. Bone after bone after bone broken. Compound fractures. I mean, just bones sticking out of legs. And they're still, still fighting to save her right foot and not amputate it. I'm believing God they won't. Lacerated liver, internal injuries, all kinds of, should have been killed instantly. 
call I got was she's on life support she's been airlifted and it doesn't look like didn't sound like she was going to make it we began to pray right then and had others pray and within an hour doctor came back an hour or so and doctor came back and said she her brain is totally 100% functional and it looks like she's going to pull through and that's a notable miracle now here's where we've progressed we're still not where we want to be not nearly by a long shot but I'm just thinking that maybe even two years ago those would have been two casualties very possibly we have no physical way of marking our authority except through seeing a, a progression beginning to change things so there are two notable miracles bam right to start with right out of the gate in 2022 I believe they will increase expeditiously expeditiously yeah. Jesus you're worthy give us some of that you know what we have stuff we could do but I'm just hanging out with Jesus how about that so let's just pray father we thank you that in this next little bit next hour we get a chance to just look more and more into your word and the goodness of your word to us in prophecies and helping us to be a part of Lord everything you're doing in the earth thank you father we worship you Jesus name amen we may not be here another hour but we'll 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 take time to go through these two prophecies I want to read to you why we do what we do with prophecies we don't just take it as for granted uh, that we should share a prophecy um, whether to speak one or you know nothing should come of of your own volition um, too often it's it's sad uh, and I'm gonna be nice because it sh you should be nice because people can really love God and prophesy out of their own heart you know you can want something to happen bad enough or strong enough that you'll begin to put a thus saith the Lord with it. If you're not walking in a place where you can um, determine the difference, your own heart's desire a lot of time will prophesy. Um, but men and women who spend time with Christ grow to a place where maturity dictates the integrity of ministry and integrity of ministry is that you, you're prophesying not according to your desire but according to the mind of Christ uh, that's what we saw in 2020 uh, towards the end and all the prophecies of what was going to take place and I do not I'm not trying to uh, demean or speak ugly of well-meaning men and women but all the prophets I, I don't know that I'd heard any of them until it was almost over that didn't prophesy um, an absolute different result than what took place well did God change his mind? No. Well, what was it, Pastor? They, just to be real kind, they just weren't prophesying from the Lord. They were prophesying from their own hearts. So it's very important that you don't prophesy from your own heart, but what is from the Lord, um, then you are to use it strategically for the purposes of going forward in everything that Christ has given us this was given to Timothy Timothy personally received this but we're gonna we're gonna adopt it for us as well when Paul set Timothy in the church 
uh, as the pastor at Ephesus, huge, very huge church for, for a uh, church in the old world. But he said this to Timothy in 1 Timothy 1.18, This charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy. He wasn't his biological son, but he had been raised in the spirit by Paul. According to the prophecies which went before thee, on thee, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare. And we've used that verse several times before in the past in the sense that, that Paul was encouraging Timothy. Now you remember, Timothy, all the prophecies. Predominantly, I'd, I'd say they, they probably came from Paul or a presbytery, meaning other men that were with Paul, that laid hands on Timothy or gave Timothy words from the Lord. And so it wasn't just the epistles that Paul was writing and sending to Timothy. It wasn't just that epistle. But it was also Timothy was reminded that the prophecies that he, re, the prophecies that he received was going to help him uh, with a good, launch a good warfare as a pastor over the church of Ephesus. Well, how did he do that? And we'll just read this for you. Uh, because prophecy is... Uh, the sword of the Spirit. It is the word of the Lord. The word tells us in Ephesians 6. Stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth. And having on the breastplate of righteousness. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all taking the shield of faith. Wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the, uh, uh, the, all the, fiery darts of the wicked. And we've taught on this. That's not our subject matter tonight. That specifically is uh, the quoted Logos or the word, written word, uh, perfect example, which Jesus uh, warred with and lifted up as the shield in the wilderness. And take unto you the helmet of salvation, which is the sword of the Spirit, which it says again, the word of the Lord, or take unto you the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of the Lord. Now this word, word there is, and we've shared this before, it's the word rhema, but it's not, it would not be, taking this out of context to say uh, this is the prophetic or present day speaking word of the Lord. It is, could be considered the present tense. It's, uh, we've given numerous examples of when Jesus would speak a word like peace be still. That was the sword of the spirit. But present tense words of the Lord are the things that Timoth Timothy prophecies were the Tim was what Timothy was using that Paul encouraged him uh, to use. So with that, we know that we have authority in the Spirit to, uh, to war with these prophecies. Now Sunday we went over a particular prophecy, and uh, it was really, really good. And uh, so we're going to go over just a little bit tonight, these two prophecies. The first one that we're looking at is 2022 is the year of possession and again for everybody that's watching you can very quickly access our website go to the prophecy portion tap on there click on there and uh, these will come up so both of them are there is that correct okay great now let's look at this one together and go through it just a little bit together tonight before we go home because I believe that if you'll take this and begin to look at this in this coming year and go over this prophecy as well as other prophecies that the Lord will give us, we're going to have a lot to war with. And that's great because we've got the word of God, which is the foundation of all prophecy. And then we've got these particular words that the Lord gives us for the purpose of wielding the sword of the spirit. Starting with the first paragraph, it says all the way says the Spirit of Grace. Take it all the way to the end. And for many in this place and for many who are watching, a light, two things he mentions here, a light has appeared in the darkness and a compass has began to arise in your spirit of the reality of what it takes to go all the way. We'll just stop and mention right here that there is a progression, an anointing that's bringing a reality like the aha it's like a come to Jesus kind of reality of what it really takes for revival it's not impossible to have revival 
it is something that is beyond what I thought it was to start with 25 years ago. Um, I said this Sunday, and I'm coming. Some It may shock some people to say, well, no, Pastor, you're, you should have realized this a long time ago, and oh, I've known this all along. There's levels of progression of revelation, like you think you understand something, and then your eyes open up and you go, wait a minute, I, don't, I see it and I saw it then, but I don't see it now like I didn't see it then like I see it now. It's all the more illuminated to me. And particularly what we're talking about here is what it takes for an outpouring. Um, it's not impossible. I believe people can live uh, normal, well, I say normal, they they can work they can have a family but it takes everything it takes a total sellout and i said this sunday that i looking at where i was at years ago and maybe not that many years ago is i thought i could live my own life and do this too you know you know i could have a whole lot of interest and do a lot of other stuff uh the very first thing he cut off i did i did know this to start with uh now some of your you have occupations and you're not a minister but the very first thing when i started praying in that room many hours a day um i was contemplating because uh, there was nobody here and i you weren't here in the camera nobody knew we were here and so uh, money was staying away in great abundance as so I was thinking maybe I should just do something you know, Paul he worked you know you have uh, those kinds of scriptures like well Paul was a tent maker so you can make up your own you can figure out stuff on your own so I'll I'll do what I can I'll pray as much as I can and then I'll do some other stuff on the side and then he told me uh, he came to me and he said he was very polite but very uh, pointed and he said you don't believe that I can provide for you you don't believe that that's why you're contemplating these things and I said okay he said uh, he said I'll provide for you but you're not going to you're not going to do any more business that's it you're not that's it that was 25 years ago I haven't done any contracting I haven't built anything done anything on the side uh, in that sense of word so and he's provided I, I, I do I look anorexic to any of you guys <laughs> our bed is under a nice warm ceiling and everything is comfy and cozy and we've been provided for but still the progressions of what it takes to sell out this is a sell out request from heaven but he keeps trying to uh, can I say lure us or conjure I don't know what's the word um, entice there's another word used in a prophecy coax thank you coax us by saying he, he's like here look look I'll give you life and I'll provide excess time that you need you, you're not, you don't have to be, become a bunch of monks in a monastery where you're not doing... But I'm asking for all of you where you sell out completely. Um, and I, I guess I could spend all night trying to describe what that means to you to sell out completely and, and never really touch it. All I can say is that's coming to us, all of us who are on this walk and really getting closer to, to receiving this outpouring. And when this revelation is accompanied by grace to take you in, says the Spirit of the Lord, do not push or shove of your own self as if to make your way. But know that the grace that you, that you feel in the call to come apart is also accompanied to lay down your life, to see things that you have never seen and to experience things that you have never seen, says the Spirit of the Lord. I don't think any of us grasp, I'm sure none of us grasp the glory of the full outpouring. How wonderful. Uh, 
Uh, as I said, I will, to me, I, I believe we've seen two notable miracles already at the beginning of this year, the end of last year, the beginning. But the Lord is coaxing us. Thank you for reminding me of that word, you guys. But he says here in the in second paragraph, visions and dreams and even open visions will be experienced by the qualified, by those who are living in a place of, listen, this is very important, maturity, wherewith I can come and expand what I'm doing in this house and in other houses, meaning churches, like this. Thank God for Pastor Jim's. Thanks God for what's in Tulsa. I thank God for every single one of you. We've got some, not me, you guys don't belong to me. You'll never belong to me. You're his sheep. I'm just the shepherd. We've got some wonderful elders in here that can teach the word of God. And I've got a wonderful right-hand man that, that I can go away and I know he's not going to get up here and preach his own doctrine. He's going to preach God because he ministers in the word every day before the Lord. So I just said that to say this, how much I appreciate all of you watching, everybody here that's on this walk because it's laying down our life but the Lord is saying this along with this coax along with this coax he's also saying this whatever step you take if you take a, a leaning position on this if you lean into this there's an ample grace what's grace it's an empowerment or strength to do this it's not like you're on your own. I'm asking you to come, come to me, but you're on your own. Let's see if you can walk here. No. You take the step. You lean into the. If your posture, if your posture is a leaning posture towards this, it will increase with continual grace. And, and I like this because I know that visions and dreams and open visions accompanied the first church, and it was not just for the uh, bells and whistles of saying that you know neat things were taking place but it accompanied the first church in the book of acts now an open vision you know what an open vision is is that's just it you just everything disappears um i've had numerous internal visions and some really close uh that just you know they became a reality to me but i don't know of any time that I've ever had where uh, the room disappears and there's actually your it's not it's not a real like man I saw it so strong in the spirit I understand that open visions are just you go you're someplace else you know you're seeing something that you cannot see and it's not like a figment it's the reality of the moment now Maybe this is going to be some of, I don't know, I don't know here. But I do know this from the past. There, is a, there was a prophecy that we read Sunday about some subtle subtleties coming. Maybe some other ministry, I don't know, is going to parallel this ministry. I'm not talking about any of our sister churches. But some other ministry is going to parallel our, what we're after. And the Lord said it's going to sound really good it'll almost sound like our doctrine and it'll have it sounds like to me and i'm still praying about this and i think it'll be more you know more understanding will come in january and during fasting and prayer but it sounds like that we're going to run in some some situations where we're going to see some ministries that are maybe getting some really good results if they are we're going to say thank god but we're not going to get off track, okay? Because the Lord said it, that route, he said it's, the doctrine's not as sound. It's not as, uh, it won't take you all the way to the end. And now, now let me just say this. We have, I have run into this in years gone by where you talk to these guys that have these open visions every day or angels just show up every day or they go to heaven every day and they're just see, well, Paul never even had that. You know, so pastor, are you saying that they're um, not telling the truth? No, I'm saying they're lying. <laughs> they're just plain out lying. They don't do that. That doesn't happen to them every day like that. What's that? 
They lack in candor. <laughs> they lack in candor. Thank you, Homer. That was a <laughs> prophetic word. <laughs> visions and dreams and open visions will begin to be experienced by the qualified, the mature, wherewith I can come and expand what I'm doing in this house. He said open visions, seeing things in the spirit realm that will empower you and power you're going forward will become more and more the order of the day, says the Spirit of the Lord. And everything that accompanied the book of Acts, those who were coming in to the fullness as in visitations of my spirit, angelic visitations, and everything necessary for this to take place. Well, let me stop right there before I read that last sentence of that second paragraph. When I see angelic visitations, that sounds really cool. Okay, it sounds really cool. But if you read the book of Acts, do you know why the angels most of the time showed up? Because they were getting them out of jail. They were getting them out of heart. They were helping them in hard, persecuted situations. Paul on the ship that was about to sink, and the angel, he said, last night the angel of the Lord stood beside me, so they say, I want angelic visitations. Well, 80% of angelic visitations in the book of Acts was they were helping people in horrible situations. So <laughs> maybe I'll just <laughs> trade off on that, okay? <laughs> Candy's doing like this, no? Okay. But we've got to be ready in these last days. Because if the church, the first church was persecuted, do you think we're going to escape? persecution we've got to be tough man so he says here for this to take place understand that there is a bulwark in the spirit that is happening around you says the spirit of the lord when an army is about to invade there's a bulwark that means that there's a gathering of supplies materials troops if they're going into uh to another country if you start, if you're, if you're one country and you have a border, thank God we have oceans on both sides of us. And, of course, we have two, two nations, north and south, that, you know, are just kind of, both of those nations depend on our military. They just, we, they know, they don't even really have to have, uh, L.A. was uh, Jim's, you know, he's Jim's, um, one of his, elders and helps him co-minister well he was in the canadian military and he just he's told me before he goes we don't have a military basically he goes our military uh you know we know we don't have to have a military i mean we do have one but we don't really have to have one because america's never going to let anybody invade us and mexico you know they you know they probably have they got a military but they don't they can have a so so military nobody is ever going to no other country is ever going to come into and set up headquarters in mexico we won't allow it we'll fight them just like it if they were invading our soil but if you see if you were in a country where thousands of troops start etching up towards your border and they're camped out around you're about to be invaded something's about to take place so we can't see this in the spirit, but the Lord said there is a bulwark. There's, a, uh, there's something gathering in the spirit realm over these places that are calling out for revival, and it's being pumped up. It's getting, it's getting good. It's getting real. What I'm saying specifically, there is a building up around you of my force and of my angelic host, and the Holy Spirit is receiving. Now, I really love this. The Holy Spirit is receiving instruction through your prayers to the Father and the Father and the Lord of the church giving instructions for the things that will be being instituted and taking place in recent or you could say in the, the shortcoming months to come, says the Spirit of the Lord. 2022, here's the title, is a year of possession, taking some property some real, tangible, spiritual property in the Spirit, says the Lord. Now, I said what I said earlier, not to try to put myself up. I, I, I pray that I always, with fear and trembling, ever speak and say, thus saith the Lord. Or, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, very, it's a very uh, fearful thing. Um, but when I said 
that many times people and like the example I gave about the the election that we saw none of the prophets were right I mean I don't there, there may have been some that said something that I didn't hear but they weren't right and uh it's because the bottom line is they wanted it to happen and it and they prophesied out of their own spirit that's that's the bottom line so I understand how you can say things like that so that's why this is important to me I believe with all my heart it is of the Holy Spirit that 2022 is a year of possession this is the year that or this year will be marked with certain notable miracles that will testify that things have changed and there is a switching over in the spirit from a place of birthing from out of the flesh to birthing out of the spirit says the spirit of the lord and let me just stop and say real quick now if you've read my letter um you know that i said this in there and and we all understand this and here you can't just say okay 2022 is going to be a year of victory more power and you can get people pumped up like that but god never puts a uh, god doesn't just sovereignly come and bless a date like a calendar date like oh i've been letting you know people go to hell for for the last 10 years but i liked 2022 so i'm going to sovereignly you you guys really couldn't have done anything more than just wait for 2022 or 23 or that's not how it works there's no you you can pump people up and say this is the year of prosperity this is the year and then you're like come to the end of it like where was the prosperity and where was the notable miracles there is still going to be life lived and fights and battles and and a lot of things to be won in 2022 but i believe that notable miracles will accompany us going forward and the reason why that God can say something like this is that because our obedience in intercession and in prayer calling in the lost fasting praying doctrine uh, teaching the soundness of the born-again spirit and not being subject to sin doing that brings you to a tipping point it brings you to a place where god says okay there's enough authority i can do it now and all he can do is tell you the proximity it looks like it's come you know you guys are bringing it to a place of critical mass now it's 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 getting close so we're, what we're seeing is again always don't ever put like stock in like oh wow new year so just because the calendar or the clock's changing that doesn't mean anything that doesn't mean anything at all it's the authority that has changed things he says this that this year will be marked with certain notable miracles it will not be birthed out of the flesh but birthed out of the spirit says the spirit of the lord think not this thing is hard for those who lean into it it will be it will find it and ease those who reject it or try to contemplate a compromise will find that their flesh fights them all the more but i say unto you give over to instructions that you receive from me personally and that you receive prophetically says the spirit of grace i'll stop right there i don't know if any of you've heard uh, gary's sunday morning message or not it was very very good and uh, one of the things he brings out is how important it is for us to be obedient to, and he brings out this part from the things that the Lord has said to us personally and the things that we have received prophetically, basically, as a church. And he talks about a man um, that he ministered to, and his name was Dino, and you can tell that Gary just speaks with such love and grace and respect for him. And he talks about that Dino just had died. And he had been, had a short stay at the Family Prayer Center in Tulsa. When he came in, uh, you know, Gary jokes. He goes, you know, we're just, we're, we're polar opposites in so many different ways. But we were brothers. He goes, he was a black man. I'm a, you know, I'm a white man. 
uh, Dina was only 58 years old, uh, died of COVID and um, other complications. He, he, you know, he, he was that perfect, if there's a, I don't like to use the word, a perfect candidate to die of, of COVID, um, fully vaccinated. Um, but he had so many, um, what was the, Gary, use the word, morbidity? Uh, Yeah, yeah, but anyway, he had a bunch of stuff going against him, so, and I know the word, I can repeat it probably other times, but anyway, beside the point, uh, comorbidity, comorbidities, okay, so, thank, okay, sorry, Gary, sorry, it doesn't, that word, yeah, the thing of it is, this word, personally, he brings out, or he brings out this part that following what God says to you personally. And he said, when he saw Dino back in April, I think he saw him for the first time, he said he looked and the Lord said, that's a Lazarus that I'm putting at your, at your door. And you're to minister to that man. Dino had a lot of, you know, he, he didn't have, uh, he had a lot of history. And I'll make this short. Uh, was not in good shape, did not have, uh, you know, the wherewithals. He was living out of his car for a long time. Um, five foot six, but 300 and at least way over 300. Gary wouldn't even speculate to say, or well over 300. A lot of, lot of health issues. The very first thing that Gary said, the Lord said to him when he saw him after church that day, and they met, and they, then they had a year-long relationship, or however long, it was really less than a year, he said, the Lord said to him, and he told him, Dino, the Lord has sent you to this place to save your physical life, to save you. From that point on, Gary began to minister to him step by step through, to start with just being a friend, and then afterwise, afterwards, kind of start helping say, you know, Dino, you need to, you need to lose some weight. You need to get in shape. You need to stop eating those cheeseburgers all the time and those French fries and those pizzas and stuff. And, and uh, a lot of stuff happened, good stuff, in Dino's life. But the very first instruction and the instruction that the Holy Spirit gave to him when he came to the prayer center to save his life. See, do you know this? This is real simple. Do you know when you die, your ministry stops here? It's over. I don't care how much you know or how powerful you were or whatever. When you die, that's over. it's over for you on this earth. Your ministry has stopped. You don't have any more ministry. You can't do anything else for the Lord. So whatever, else, whatever call you had or whatever destiny, purpose that you had, um, when you go, you're, you're gone. <laughs> so 58 years old, so he, he started doing some other stuff. He got, you know, whatever. There was a lot of, he got, he was going to go into uh, start ORU. And from, from where he was at at one time with all the terrible things, that was just like, wow, that's great. But he never did the personal instruction. And the end result was it took his life. You can know a whole lot and have some great intentions. But here's the deal. God's saying in 2022, you better do the personal instructions. It was not, as it was not nearly, nearly as important for Dino to go into Bible college as for Dino to lose weight. And Dino to get in shape because Dino died at 58 and he's with Jesus but the thing of it is the point I'm making is the point that Gary made better because that was his whole message and of course you know would do better anyway but the thing of it is personal what he says to you in this year is vital it may save your life it may save your life okay hallelujah by the way can I uh, can I just say this? We're faith, like, we're faith, I hope, on steroids. <laughs> and I just speak the word, and, and I got that thing that I do, my confessions. Every Monday, I'm doing my health, and I've been doing that for years and stuff. But take, uh, t I encourage you, especially with all the craziness nowadays, 
Every morning of my life, I get up and I have a big tonic of, uh, um, this is me, vinegar, water, apple juice, a, a big shot of that vitamin, the powdered vitamin C, and then I've got another health food store vitamin mineral pack. And I do that every morning, every morning, every morning of my life. I believe besides for my faith, my immune system is built up. If you get, if you, if you're getting cold after cold after cold, it's not just spiritual attack. Your immune system needs to be built up. And you need to, maybe you are, and if I, if I can, if I start feeling a little sniffle, it ain't, it ain't, <laughs> that's real good. It's nothing for me to take, take that two or three times a day. Just load up. It don't cost that much. It doesn't cost that much. What I'm saying, and that might not, that's not some kind of upscale kind of tonic or whatever. I'm just saying, do whatever is necessary to stay healthy. Amen? Don't just say, well, I'm, you know, I'm 30 years old. I'm 40 years old. I'm, you know, I'm, get your, get your, keep your body really healthy. I take a I've always, not just recently since COVID, for 20 years, I take a lot of my, a good portion of, not a good portion, but a healthy income every month is spent on a lot of good supplements. And it, not only does the Holy Spirit and the Word keep me healthy, but I believe I, I keep me healthy by doing what I needed. So that's not a brag. That's saying to all of you, keep yourself healthy. I don't need you to die, okay? And I don't even need you sick. I don't even need you sick, okay? <laughs> okay. Uh, for this year that is, uh, for this year that is coming will be marked with more notable miracles and things taking place in the spirit that could not have taken place up till this point. And uh, I heard Gary say the other day, and I. I got it from him, and then the Holy Spirit said something else. Gary said something about 2021 is dead. And then the Holy Spirit said to me, uh, after I heard that, the Lord said to me, the very first thing that I said to Joshua is, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, that wasn't, that wasn't an information to him because Joshua had written... Uh, the last book, the last chapter of Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, number Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy. And so he already knew, he, he said Moses died, blah, 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 blah. When God says in Joshua chapter 1, verse 1 or 2, Moses, my servant, is dead, that was not information. That was him telling him the Moses administration is over. Joshua, you're the man, and now... Yeah, you still got to keep the law, but that time is over. Now, Joshua, you're supposed to go possess the land. So that's over. Here's a new beginning. So 2022 is a, is a year of possession. It's a year where we're going to see notable miracles like we saw. Now, the, sad, the bad part is a lot of times notable, notable miracles... Um, come at the expense of having to have the miracle do you understand what i'm saying i mean it, it, you know you're you're praying for a miracle but it's because something bad is is taking place in people's lives don't let that be let's be the ones that are healthy let's be the ones ministering the miracle not having to be raised i don't want to raise none of you from the dead okay and I don't want to raise none of you that are watching from the dead, okay? We're supposed to be the miracle administers, not the miracle happening to us. Thank God that we can all testify that a miracle has taken place in our life often. Praise God. But let's go past miracles taking place for us. Let's go past that and say miracles work through me for people. Hallelujah. Does that make sense? I hope it does without any condemnation. The next phase of having come through the fire of purging is coming to a place of closing for a while so that there can be expanse of growth in the spirit 
and authority, says the Spirit of grace. You'll try out your wings, as it were, having come through the fire, and find that there is much more accessible now through your authority than what was even a year ago, says the, says the Lord. And for those who will do it and follow it, it will only encourage you and entice you to come apart and spend more time in my presence, says the Lord. For many of you, under the sound of my voice, think of yourselves as what you do for a living to be who you are and your occupation to be your identification. But I'm saying to you that what you were actually birthed for on the planet Earth is about to be revealed to you and is being revealed to many even tonight. I will show, he says, I will show you how to live both in both worlds, in the natural and the spiritual. But if there ever was a time for you to say, Lord, whatever I can lay down time-wise in the natural, it is now, says the Spirit of the Lord. And I think that's something that we all, you know, have to come to, the, you know, that... Um, have a meeting with Jesus, you know, and say, okay, Lord, what is it? What is it? Is there the things that I'm still doing that I can have more time available if, I'm, if I lay this down? Let me come and judge everything, and I will help you make this final part in your journey, says the Lord. You will have never heard, you could have never heard these words five years ago, but now, because of the levels of death to the flesh, and the desires of your heart, I'm able to come and speak these words. Thus says the Lord, do not put your eyes upon people around you or people in the church around you or people from other ministries around you that are not moving forward like they should or like you think they should. Understand this, that it is not a caucus of numbers. So it's not a numbers game, people. Listen, it's not a caucus of numbers that brings about the fullness of my kingdom in revival. Some have slacked up, even in this church. Okay, we, we got to hear that. Listen, folks. Well, okay. I'm listening because I don't want it to be me. I, I want it to be him. Thank you, Jesus. And some are not where they once were, and some are further. But for the ones who have slacked up, understand this. Take no discouragement. In other words, if you're looking at those, take no discouragement because they cannot hold back or abate my outpouring. And the authority that I'm working through, those who are moving forward, says, and the authority that I'm working through, those who are moving forward, says the Spirit of grace. Put spiritual blinders on your thoughts. Do not think, well, this one is not moving or this one is backing up. It has nothing to do with my ability to bring forth through those who are consecrated for the purpose of revival, says the Spirit of grace. I mean, this might have been something that's close to what Timothy. Timothy had to get, I don't know what, I don't know what Paul prophesied to Timothy, but I can tell you as a pastor, this would have been encouraging to Timothy as a pastor um, for him to, for the Holy Spirit to say, look, Timothy, doesn't matter who goes with you and who doesn't, stay the course. And it's not in numbers. All that church did grow, and I heard from Rick Renner one time in a message he did that that church, uh, even in the ancient world, went to like 60,000, maybe 80,000 people, a lot of people for Timothy to be pastoring. But here's the deal. For us, we we cry out this word revival and it's just a reenactment of the of the kingdom of god as a pastor you love people so much you want to see them go forward with god and then if you see them backing up not attending church as much as they used to not doing this not doing that you start wondering where 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 where's people's hearts at where are they going and then you think well then the enemy will come are we ever going to have this revival? Well, let me tell you something. I've got it from a good source. Right here. The ones that will bring this to pass are the ones that are fully engaged. And it doesn't matter. It, it would be nice that if we had everybody on board. 
It'd be so, so sweet. But listen, don't you, I'm saying this as a pastor, and you take on a pastor's heart, don't you look at anybody, pray for them if you see that they're, it looks like they're slacking up, but don't you think, don't ever start thinking, wow, I don't know if we're going to have this because so-and-so's not, they're not coming to church like they used to, or they're not, maybe they're not praying like they used to, or I don't see them really fully engaging in what they're talking about as far as I wish everybody was, but it does not stop what we're going to receive. It does not hold it back. Amen? Hallelujah. Um, just three paragraphs this next one. I think we can do it in, the, in, in less than 10 minutes. It's not going to do it justice, but take it home with you. No uh, complacency, no sticky points. He says, for many, many... Now, this was amazing because Sunday I was reading a prophecy and started prophesying. <laughs> so I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to prophesy for no, notoriety, people. And I know that you believe that, those of you that know me. But the Lord has a lot to say these days. For many, many have been led astray by the well-meaning, by those who would put their arms around them and embrace them and say, it's okay for you to stay in your place of complacency, says the Spirit of Grace. Now let me just stop right there and say this. Your greatest enemy, whether you realize it or not, we don't think this sometimes, is the, your, your, your friend, your mama, your daddy, your wife, your husband, your best friend who will pacify you in your weakness and say it's okay for you to stay there now nobody needs to be mean to anybody and i don't want a friend that's always abrasive like always up in your face always trying to correct you i don't want a friend like that i could i couldn't hang out or relax relax but i also know this a friend is not a friend that wants to get together with you and talk about weaknesses and basically say it's okay for you not to not to have to pray not to have to seek not to have to go forward so the word says here or the pro prophetic word says many have been led astray by the well meaning by those who would put their arms around them embrace them and say it's okay for you to stay in your place of complacency says the spirit of grace for lust has remained in men and indifferences and hardnesses of hardness of heart has remained in the church in the women and in the men because someone was willing to make someone feel better about themselves when i my spirit would go to them and convict them and say change and you know the lord does it with love right but if somebody comes along and says you know wants to pacify that it'll help for them to stay right where they're at. He says this in, in the second paragraph, have no sticky points. It's amazing he said it that way. Have no sticky points or touchy points in your life, says the Spirit of the Lord. Oh, uh, he says, oh, where someone can't mention that around you except you get somewhat bent out of shape, says the Spirit of the Lord having nothing in your life that anyone could not mention or say in a good way around you that would cause you to go into depression, fear, anxiety, grief, envy, or strife. Seek to know me in a place where you walk where nothing that anyone says, does, or comes with has any effect upon your life, says the Spirit of grace. Oh, yes. Oh, and yes, those who will speak the truth to you to you in love are those who will help bring you to another place in this day and hour. I, as your heavenly, or I, as your father, continually speak to you in a place of ongoing love. Hear my word. Respond to my word. Do not harden your heart to my word, but come into the fullness. And yes, you will see, you will see a notable, noticeable change in your life. The change will be this, less fear less anxiety healing to your body and even a promotion in your finances 
as I am able to take you from a place that you are to a place that I'm taking you to, says the Spirit of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. So what kind of friends do I need? I need friends that love me, but if they see that, I'm, that the Holy Spirit is uh, dealing with me or they know it, and uh, you know what? Um, Christians are notorious for getting together and talking about their owies, about their hurts. Sometimes you need a diagnosis so you can know how to fight it. And even if I'm fighting something, I might mention it to my prayer partner, which is Candy. She's the closest person to me on the planet. And I'll say, honey, pray with me. I might get a couple of elders. But I just mentioned it one time, and that's about it. You, and, and, and so, but you can tell when people have rehearsed something. It's good to know what you're going through. But when they can talk it, and you're like, 20 minutes later, you're still hearing about, you know that they have spent a lot of time figuring out what's wrong with them to the point that that's got to be what their mind is on most of the time. And then you'll get Christians together and they'll talk about, they're not a, a support, here's the proper support group according to this prophecy, is somebody that'll speak the truth in love. Not a support group that says, oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, you know, <laughs> it reminds me, you, did, I don't know if any of you ever seen that movie Jaws, where they're comparing scars, and everybody, you know, those three guys, Jaws about to attack, and they're, yeah, but I got this scar, oh let me show you this scar, let me show you this scar, and Christians will sit around, and uh, they'll start talking about their scars, and, and their, you know, their ailments, and we don't need, that's not, that's not the support group that we, <laughs> the funniest, I'll close with this, the funniest commercial to me that's out on TV right now is that progressive insurance commercial with Dr. Rick, who is a, uh, he's a psychologist kind of guy that is training, he's trying to de- declassify or detrain millennials that are starting to act like their parents and and the thing is progressive can can help you bundle your house and car but they can't keep you from becoming your parents so he's trying to keep these young people from acting like their parents and you know I'm, and it's so funny because i can see when he's talking about how they want to approach people they don't know and i see that in my dad all the time and help people park cars and he's like no 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 no. you don't know them just leave them alone or or you know see somebody you know that's you know their hair's all colored you know the older guys want to make a comment or you know somebody that's all tattooed up just leave don't say anything you're like where'd you get all that you know it's like nah. and he's he's like don't become you know it's, it's funny it's just really funny well listen who we hang around <laughs> We don't, need, we don't need any support groups that are not speaking the truth. Speak the truth in love. Let's go forward this, this year. Amen. Thank you. We've got five minutes before nine, and you did great to sit and stay. Blessings. Um, if you have something tonight to bring or something to give online, bring it as we are being dismissed. Let's all stand. Father, we thank you for your grace. We bless you. We give you all the praise and glory. We thank you for speaking these prophecies to us. We pray that we'll continue to go forward as you dictate in this new year. We bless you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. God bless.